Hello, everybody. Happy Friday. This is Joe Cunningham here on the Joe Cunningham Show. News Talk 96.5 KPL 232-1542 is the number if you want to be part of the conversation or open up the KPL app chat right now. Drop a line to say hi. Let us know what you're thinking about today. I want to start with the story that's been kind of back and forth all week. The, the cocaine at the White House story has just been crazy. Uh we're now at the point where it's now shifted to the full defense of the Biden family. That That's where we are. Uh, let me find, let's see, my other employer, Town Hall Media, had this uh, posted a little while ago. Uh, let me see. Corinne Jean-Pierre says it is irresponsible reporting that is alleging the cocaine found in the White House might have belonged to the Biden family. Nobody in the reporting, no official reporter has implied that it was Hunter Biden's. There have been jokes, sure, but nobody is officially going out there and saying, well, yeah, the Bi- this is clearly the Biden family's cocaine. But she gets incredibly defensive and then calls it irresponsible when a reporter asks the White House to unequivocally say the drugs do not belong to the family. There has been some irresponsible reporting uh, about the family. And uh, and so I got to call that out here. And I have been very clear. I was clear uh, two days ago when talking about this over and over again, as I was being asked a question, as you know, and media outlets reported this, the Biden family was not here. They were not here. They were at Camp David. They were not here Friday. They were not here Saturday. They were not here Sunday. They were not even here Monday. They came back on Tuesday. So to ask that question is actually incredibly irresponsible. And and um, I'll just leave it there. It is irresponsible for the for a reporter to say that the the white that the the cocaine found at the White House is. It seems like it seems like if it's very clear it didn't belong to the Bidens. Come out and say it. But instead, she's just ducking the question. Uh, I don't think the cocaine belonged to the Bidens. Like she pointed out, like it's been reported, the Bidens weren't there when the cocaine was found. But the reporting has shifted on a near constant basis as to where the cocaine was actually found. First, it was in the library. Then it wasn't in the library. Then it was in a work area. Then it wasn't in the work area. It was in a place where, where tourists, uh, there's heavy tourist traffic. And the Secret Service came out and said, well, we, could, we may never know who did this. And now the report is like, well, it was actually near the Situation Room in a pretty secure area. So what is it? So my, my thinking is that maybe it doesn't belong to the Bidens. Maybe it doesn't belong to the Bidens probably belongs to somebody working in the White House and it's very irresponsible of them to bring their coke to work. But you also should be aware that Washington, D.C., like Silicon Valley, Washington, D.C. runs on cocaine. Like There's a bunch of people who live in D.C. who have had official positions either at media outlets or in government circles who do cocaine. Like, it's an open secret there. I know plenty of folks who have talked about the cocaine. There's just, there's uh, reporters, editors, staffers, like drugs. It just happens. The the energy keeps everybody going, apparently. Um, Red Bull's out, cocaine's back in. 
But it should be very easy for Corinne Jean-Pierre to say we at the White House can unequivocally say the cocaine did not belong to the Bidens. And yes, she sort of hinted at it by saying it was irresponsible reporting. But it's a simple yes or no. No, the cocaine didn't belong to the Bidens. The, 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 this need to talk circles around an issue, which should very clearly be a yes or no. It, it's problematic through all of all of politics, but just in particular on this issue, like, just say no. Like, even if it's a bald-faced lie, just say no. There was a... Apparently, Siri thought I was asking it to say no. and But anyway, uh, it was, let's see... I think it was a Twitter account earlier that basically gave the timeline of, of what you can expect on this story. Uh, yeah, there's a Twitter user on the right named Sonny Wright and just gave a flow chart of this story. There was no cocaine is the first step. Remember, they were reporting uh, mysterious powder. Then there was cocaine, but it could have been put there by a tourist. That was most of the news cycle. And then, okay, the cocaine was actually in a secure area, but it wasn't Hunter, which is where we're at right now. And this Twitter account points out that the next step is going to be, of course it was Hunter, but he's struggling and relatable, and look at how much his dad loves him. That's going to be the final step of all this. Again, I still don't think it's Hunter's. It could be, uh, but again, the Biden family is out of town. But you know that's what it's going to be. You know that all of Hunter's struggles end up turning in the media to a... Hunter's struggling. He's a troubled kid. He's had a rough life. His dad loves him and is just trying to protect him. That's where all of this goes. Just incredible. 232-1542 is the number if you want to call in and be part of the program. Shout out to Mark in New Iberia who is listening. Howdy, Mark. How's it going? If you want to send a message through the KPL app chat like Mark did, please do. Download the KPL News app if you don't have it. Uh, hit the little text message button up in the top corner and you can send a message to the show uh anyway sorry got distracted there for a minute there is there is another piece of audio i want to play i've been mentioning this for a while now and as fate would have it joy reed makes my job so much easier to point out the hypocrisy of the left. Joy Reid, just the other day, goes on this tangent about how she didn't go out on July 4th and would not, and the idea of going to a mass gathering, a parade, or big fireworks thing outside seems insane to her. She had a guest on and was talking about the 4th of July gun culture, how conservatives are crazy and all that. Um, there is one point in there that she gets to. Let me see if I can and can pull it up. Today, um, I have to say, I did not go out on July 4th and would not. The idea of going to a mass gathering, a parade, or a big fireworks thing outside seems insane to me, to be blunt, in America, because America is awash with guns, and now people don't just have them. They 
seem to want to shoot people with them and use them for whatever, you know. What do you think has changed in this country, um, which has always had a lot of guns uh, in the recent years, to make it a shooting gallery? Well, thanks for having me, Joy. And, and you know, in a lot of ways, I'm sorry to be here. But um, I think... No, that wasn't in that... I'm trying to... Okay, so here's the quote. Here's what she says. She claimed that there were more violent incidents against Asian Americans because former President Donald Trump pinned COVID on China. And so the gun industry goes, oh, Asian Americans buy more guns. Whenever there's a mass shooting, you see people buy more guns. She's pointing, she, she's pointing to Donald Trump being the cause for discrimination and violent incidents against Asian Americans. What Joy Reid forgets are a couple of statistical issues here. When you look at the crime statistics, the vast majority of the violent acts against Asian Americans were actually being performed by African Americans. There's another issue. And this gets to the big problem that I have with Joy Reid and the left in general. It's amazing to me that Joy Reid would dare to invoke discrimination and violence against Asian Americans when just last week, Joy Reid was blasting the Supreme Court's decision in the affirmative action case, in the Harvard case. Joy Reid, Sonia Sotomayor, Ketanji Brown-Jackson, the entire progressive left, were all okay with discrimination against Asian Americans based on the fact they hated that decision because it was an undisputed fact of that case that Asian Americans were the target of discrimination. And this is the hypocrisy of the left when it comes to discrimination. They want to play their race-baiting game. They want to play their special little demographic group-baiting game. Oh, well, because of conservatives and their guns, Asian Americans need to watch out because there's more violence against them. And then they turn around and they say, but it's okay to discriminate against Asian Americans and not let them get top spots at Ivy League schools. Do they understand that last week they were arguing pro-discrimination against Asian Americans and now they are once again talking anti-discrimination? Are they aware that they were pro-discrimination in the Harvard case but anti-discrimination in the 303 creative case. See, that's the problem when you play this little race and demographic game. You're inevitably going to counteract yourself because at various times, various interests are going to not be aligned. They're going to be at odds with each other. Instead of working for the betterment of society as a whole, they want to instill fear on either side. And that's a problem. They don't seem to get the hypocrisy there. They never will. And Joy Reid is just an exemplary example of it. 232-1542 is the number. Got some callers on the line now. We will take your calls when we get back from this break. Tune, keep tuned in. 232-1542 is the number. We'll be back on the Joe Cunningham Show in just a moment. Welcome back to the Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5 KPL 232 1542 is the number if you want to call in. 
had a caller uh, during the break, didn't want to get on the air, but, but wanted to mention something that nobody's really talked about. And this is a great point. Um, and I especially like it when you callers and you listeners make me sound smarter when you bring this stuff up. The cocaine was found allegedly near the Situation Room in the White House. If it does belong to somebody at the White House, somebody who has access to the Situation Room, what does it say about the current administration that people who are on these illegal drugs are in one of the most intense planning zones of the U.S. government? What does it say that drugs of that level could be getting there. So one of two things is happening here. Either somebody at the White House took cocaine with them to work and left it near the Situation Room. Somebody at the White House is is using cocaine and is also one of the ones, the top planning circles of U.S. government. Or... The White House is not secured and anybody can just bring cocaine in. Neither one of those is actually good. And that's one of the problems that, that, that I have with this. There was a reporter, Yashar, uh, Yashar Ali, who was one of the ones today on social media, basically out there saying, uh, who cares about cocaine in the White House? Who cares? It's not that big a deal. Except it actually is a big deal. If you're using illegal drugs and you are also one of the ones helping to run the U.S. government, it is a mind-altering drug. That's not good. It's not secure. And God forbid the cocaine they buy is not on the up and up and there's something else mixed in with it. Again, because the Biden administration really hasn't taken the fentanyl crisis all that seriously. There are a lot of things that make this a bad situation. And the White House, the Secret Service, the left, the media, they, 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 they don't want to take it very seriously. But it actually is a pretty serious situation. More people need to be taking this seriously. They really do. And just because everybody in D.C. is apparently on the drug or knows somebody who's on the drug doesn't mean it's actually all that great a thing. All right, we will take this break, this bottom of the hour break, your commodities report coming up after Fox Business. When we get back, President Mitch Landrew. I'm not joking. Somebody's made that suggestion. I'll have that and more here on the Joe Cunningham Show. News Talk 96.5 KPL. Welcome back to the Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5. KPL 232-1542 is the number if you want to be part of the conversation. Mayor Mitch Landrew, former mayor of New Orleans. His name was tossed out in a piece of the Atlantic titled Step Aside Joe Biden. The president has no business running for office at age 80. I am deeply, deeply grateful to Joe Biden, the writer says. By defeating Donald Trump in 2020, he rescued this country from the continuing misrule and dangerous grifter, a serial liar, 
a man gripped by vindictiveness, lawlessness, and egomania. By contrast, Biden presented himself correctly as a decent, experienced, and entirely normal politician. He may have even saved his country. Americans owe him a profound debt of respect and appreciation. So you know right there that this dude is completely unhinged. You know that. You can tell that. This person is completely out of their mind. So it is hilarious that he goes on. I assume it's a he, perhaps I shouldn't, but the name is Elliot Cohen at The Atlantic. Stating that the president has no idea or, or, or no business running for president at age 80. So what are the options? Unfortunately, he writes, Vice President Kamala Harris, who has the resume but seemingly not the political skills and heft to be a compelling presidential candidate, is a weak backfill. Moreover, if history is any guide, an ailing, declining president does not simply say, you're right, Doc, time for me to hand over the reins to the Veep. Rather, as Woodrow Wilson, Franklin D. Roosevelt, and others have done, they delay and deny, aided and abetted by families and close advisors who accept to refuse or who refuse to accept reality. Nor is Biden the only alternative to Trump. Harris may not be the right person, but what about any of the t- talented Democratic governors out there or a former mayor such as Mitch Landry of New Orleans? <sighs> God, Siri, stop it. What about any of the talented Democratic governors out there or a former mayor such as Mitch Landry of New Orleans? Who served in the Biden administration for a bit? Well, I don't know, Mr. Elliot A. Cohen. What about Mitch Landrew? What about the guy who ran out of town as soon as he was done being the mayor of New Orleans and the city absolutely collapsed because, as it turns out, he wasn't doing his job? How about that New Orleans? That's the one, that's the city whose former Democratic mayor you want to run for, for mayor, for, for president? It's pretty surprising how open they are now with this talk of replacing Joe Biden. But now they're just throwing stuff at the wall to see what sticks. I mean, Mitch Landrew is not even a backbencher. Mitch Landrew himself, probably just given where he was the mayor, a grifter. His sister, not really any much better, was a middling U.S. senator at best, got beat by Bill Cassidy, went into lobbying, hasn't really been heard from since. Mitch has not really been heard from since. He went to work for the Biden administration, has kept a low profile. Nothing good's really come from that particular family in terms of politics. But, I mean, New Orleans, I mean, it's... It's not just LaToya Cantrell's fault. New Orleans is a decades-long problem. Really and truly. But, I mean, who are the alternatives to Joe Biden? Who, Who are the ones out there? Gavin Newsom? Gavin Newsom's angling for it. You can tell by the way he's talking, and and in particular the fact that he's taking on 
Ron DeSantis. He's not going after Trump. He's not going after any of the other Republicans. He's going after Ron DeSantis. He sees Ron DeSantis as the future of the GOP in in a post-Trump era, whenever a post-Trump era might be. Gavin Newsom sees DeSantis as the future of the GOP. So DeSantis is being as mean and nasty as possible to Ron DeSantis. But Newsom's just another rich white guy who wants to be president of the United States. That's not something the Democratic Party, particularly the progressive base, is really excited for. They'll let an old white guy get away with it if it's a super socialist like Bernie Sanders. They don't want just any generic white progressive guy, though. Governor Hairgel, as a couple of my associates at Red State like to call him, Governor Hairgel of California. As the Atlantic uh, column mentioned, Kamala Harris does not have the political skill for the job. Pete Buttigieg, if, if and when you can find him, isn't really a good idea either. There's a guy who was the mayor of a small town and then rose to prominence because he was an openly gay white politician who was decently attractive to some. And the fact that he was diverse because of his LGBTness. But he's got no political skill either. The man has been preaching about environmentalism and infrastructure. Meanwhile, he was actually caught on camera being driven in a black SUV somewhere for him to be close to his location. Then they take a bike out of the truck, uh, out of the SUV for him to ride the rest of the way. Nobody in the Biden administration really can take Biden's spot. There's nobody there who's, who, who could do a decent job. Gavin Newsom might be the best bet, but he's still unappealing to a lot of people. The Democrats don't really have much option. What are we going to do? Let Elizabeth Warren run again? Is she going to be the diversity pick? I don't know. But they, they, they want somebody different. They really do. They want somebody different. They want somebody who can do what Joe Biden did, which is be progressive, but also keep the more central folks and the super progressive folks all on the same side. Because there is a rift there still. People don't talk about it, but there is a rift between the ultra progressives and the centrist progressives. I'm not going to say they're center of the aisle because they're not, but they are to the left, just more central than the far left progressives. But there's a rift between those groups. They just don't get talked about a whole lot. The Democrats don't have a bench. Who is it after Joe Biden? Who is it? They're starting to to say these things like, just think about what could have been with Gretchen Whitmer. Think about what could have been with so-and-so, this Democratic governor, so-and-so, that Democratic governor. You know what's going to happen. Eventually, somebody's going to say, you know, there's a deep red state that has a Democratic governor or had a Democratic governor recently. Let's talk to John Bell Edwards. Let's get a winning strategy from him. Now, they're not going to like nominate him for president because he did actually tout his pro-lifeness at one point, and so that's a no-go. But he may have been vocal enough against the abortion ban in Louisiana to have redeemed himself in that way. But some, somebody's going to ask the question. Somebody is going to ask, what about these deep red states that produce successful Democrats? And they're going to ignore the fact that the Republicans cost themselves those two elections, not uh, John Bell Edwards doing anything super effective. But that is going to come at some point. 
I just, if you really stop to think about it, think beyond 2024, what, what's the next option? What is the next option for the Democrats? Gavin Newsom might be it. Gretchen Whitmer might be it. But Lord, both of those are unappealing to the general public. COVID-19 alone turns a lot of people off of Gretchen Whitmer when you see what she did and and the things that she was maintaining. And Gavin Newsom's hypocrisy being spotted at, uh, at that at that fancy expensive restaurant when he told no, when he told everybody that everything had to be shut down forever. There's a lot of people still sore about that, especially in California. I mean, yeah, he, 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 he beat the recall election, but consider, consider that there was even a recall election and it did get somewhat close for a recall election, a super progressive state. President Mitch Landrew. God, that is that's possibly the most hilarious thing I think I've ever said on this show. President Mitch Landrew. Anyway, 232-1542 is the number, or you can send a message through the KPL app chat. Uh, we got one message on the app chat. What if the pouch that was brought into the White House was a pouch of anthrax? Would they be able to figure out who brought that? And absolutely they would. That person would have been within... 48 hours would have been perp walked through all through a huge press gaggle. That person would be their face would be on every TV in America. Eh, but it's just cocaine. Why bother? JP and Lake Charles sends a message to the app chat. Hunter Biden isn't a kid. He's 53. And that kind of goes back to earlier when I said that the next thing the media is going to do is they're going to go back to their usual that, you know, Joe Biden's just a troubled. I mean, Hunter Biden's just a troubled kid. And that's the point. He's not a kid. He's 53, but they treat him with kid gloves. Hunter Biden gets a pass from the media because his daddy just loves him so much and is trying to protect him. He's really had this this horrible struggle his entire life, and they're just going to excuse it away. If the cocaine actually ended up being his, they're just going to excuse that away. Shout out to also uh, Billy and Jay, Billy and Church Point Jay here in Lafayette. Um, Jay is the one who earlier made the point about the cocaine near the Situation Room and how that's actually a bad thing when you think about it, when you really go into thinking about it. But just the dismissiveness of the cocaine story by the White House and by the, the media in general. They, they, they have to cover, but they, you can tell they really don't want to. But man... All right, 232-1542 if you want to be part of the conversation. I'm going to go ahead and take a little bit of an early break because when we come back, I do want to have a bit of a discussion on social media. Uh, Meta has launched its new social media app to compete with Twitter. Theirs is called Threads. I want to talk about that, and, and, and there's a bunch of drama around that right now. I'll get into it when we get back here on the Joe Cunningham Show, News Talk 96.5 KPL. Welcome back to the Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5. KPL 232-1542 is the number. Plenty of y'all giving shout-outs on the app, though. Do love that. Uh, y'all keep sending those in. Love to, love to see it. I will respond to those uh, through the app <laughs> in a little bit. Some Boomer, old bag of Coke. It's Don Jr.'s. I saw that accusation. That still just is hilarious that they... 
somehow they only just found an old bag of Coke that was Don Jr.'s. Uh, that That is just hilarious to me. All right, before I go into the next topic, let's go ahead and take a call. Hi, welcome to the Joe Cunningham Show. Who's on the line? Hey, this is Richard. Hey, Richard, how are you? Pretty good, pretty good. I guess I'm calling on the topic about the cocaine in the White House. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, look, if this, now I'm just going to put say, I mean, they could find that out. I don't know how many people went in that room. This is it. You got a list. 100, 120. First thing the FBI would do, say, let's say Donald Trump was in the office. They'd go to his house that night and arrested everybody, if there was anybody in his family in that room, number one, that mm-hmm. brought him in. Everybody in his staff, anybody went in that room, they would bring them in that night. Tell me if I'm not wrong. I don't think you're wrong. There there no, would have been a saying. lot of questions. There, there, at at the very then, minimum, there would have been a lot of questions. Right. All right. Then what you do, you drug screen every one of them. You have the right because you'd have the right because this is jeopardizing national security. Yep. And they can pull hair strands mm-hmm. and anybody in that list that would have a coke in their system would show up. We have the technology. Yep. OK. Case closed. Done. Like you say, 48 hours. Yeah. yeah it, they, we won't get this in 48 weeks, probably. No, this will. This will be a post-election discovery. Hey, we finally found the person. It's just some random tourist who, by the way, was a Republican. Like that's how they're going to end. That's that's how this story ends up. If it if it goes the way you and I think it will, you're right. Forty eight right. weeks or or after the 2024 election, they finally found the guy that bought that brought Coke into the White House in 2023, right. and it's a conservative. It's some insurgent or something like that. Oh yeah, right. Joe, you got a great program. I'm closing later. Thank you very much, Richard. Appreciate it. 232-1542 if you want to be part of the conversation. Hi, welcome to the Joe Cunningham Show. Who's on the line? Carol. Hey, Carol. How are you? Yes. I think we make a mistake calling those people progressives. Mm-hmm. They're regressives. That's... They want to separate white and blacks in college. They want to have black and white graduations. They want to... Make us go back to the windmill and buggy days. They're regressive. We, we need to start calling them that. That's an excellent point. You are absolutely right. They they do want to set us back. They they we they uh-huh. do they do want us to go back. And right as as you know, again, I go back to Sonny Bunch. He used to be at the Washington Free Beacon. Now he's at the Bulwark, but he does movie reviews. He wrote this great movie review at the Washington Post, and it still triggers the left all the time. He's He wrote it, and it was particularly about Thanos in the Marvel movies, but he said, environmentalists make the best villains because they want to ruin your life. Yep. That's, that's, why, exactly you, that's why you see so many environmentalist-like causes among villains in TV and movies, because uh-huh. they really do want to make your life a lot worse. Yeah, I think we should start calling them regressives. Absolutely. Carol, thank you. It might catch on. Thank you very much for the call. Appreciate it. All right, 232-1542 if you want to be part of the conversation. Hi, welcome to the Joe Cunningham Show. Who's on the line? Uh, Clifford. Hey, Clifford, how are you? I'm doing all right, man. I'm doing all right. What you got? Okay, um, I just uh, going back to the subject of the cocaine in the White House. Yes. Uh, Okay, I don't I don't think it's correct to op- uh, just automatically assume that it was Hunter Biden. Okay? Right. 
and I, I'm 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 certainly one of the people that think, hey, yeah, you know, I mean, if it quacks like a duck and you know looks like a duck, it's probably a duck, right? You know, uh, but I mean, it's there. There are, I, I guarantee you, there are so many people in the White House mm-hmm. that are on drugs. I yeah. can, I, it's almost a guarantee. Mm-hmm. Okay, and thinking that the White House doesn't have the capability to know who did it is absolutely preposterous. Yeah. I mean, to think that the, the white house, the, 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 the house that is the biggest house in the, the, the free world. Mm-hmm. Okay. Doesn't have the technological means to find out who it is. I mean, you can go to Walt Disney, and Walt Disney knows exactly where you're stepping every single time you turn around. Mm-hmm. You can't is... tell me Walt Disney has better security than the White House. I, ag- okay? I agree so wholeheartedly. They know who it is. Yeah. It's just probably bad for the administration mm-hmm. to find out who it is. Yep. So uh, I'm I'm not saying it's bite it's it's hunter, but it might be. But you know, they know who it is. They just yeah. don't want to tell the American people. All right, Clifford, thank you very much for the call. Appreciate it. We are out of time, which means I'm gonna have to move my social media talk to next week. I do want to get to it because the the social media stuff. You guys know I like talking about the social stuff. But that's it for this week. We're gonna have a nice weekend we're gonna take a breath take off if it's not raining too much maybe pull out the grill i think that's a good idea in the meantime follow me on twitter and threads if you're there at joe p cunningham facebook.com slash joe cunningham show email is joe at redstate.com you can find the podcast version of the show at joe cunningham show.substack.com find the previous episodes of the show there as well shannon is off sides And just in case, he's brought a lawyer with him this time. So we will have that and more here on News Talk 96.5. KPL, have a great weekend. Talk to you guys again soon.